the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to the Your Safe Space podcast hosted by me, Adele Marie. This podcast, just like the title says, is made especially for you, where you can spill the tea, confess your secrets, or get some big sister advice. Now on the show today, we have a cheating or not cheating, so help me decide, and then we chat about the struggle with finding love. Let's get into the show. Welcome back. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope that you're having a beautiful week. I hope that you had a beautiful Valentine's Day yesterday. I'm not sure what you got up to, whether you were self-coupled or coupled up with another person or ignoring the day completely, but whatever it was, I hope it was a nice Wednesday regardless. I am just sending some love if you had a bit of a shit one and just know that the good thing is There's only 364 days until the next Valentine's Day. So it's long gone and you don't have to worry about that for a little while. I actually didn't have any Valentine's Day plans last night. We actually organized to go out for dinner on Friday night. So I haven't had my Valentine's Day plans yet, but I will do that tomorrow night, depending on when you guys actually listen to this episode. But I'm so excited. I got really excited actually when he asked me to go to dinner. He's like, oh, I thought we could do something for Valentine's Day. Go have a Valentine's Day dinner. I was like, that's really sweet. You're so cute. Yes. Take me. I'm keen. (laughs) Made my day. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also in a very good mood today because yesterday was my launch with Jazz Handmade, the second jewelry collection that we did together. And in case you guys missed it, It was the second one. I did Dream last year. This collection was called Her. And I'm so happy I can finally publicly talk about it on this podcast because I haven't mentioned it yet. And you guys, as always, have just blown me away with the level of support and interest and the comments, the shares, the orders, everything has just been so special. And I'm so incredibly grateful. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've also loved being up on the Gold Coast so much. I know that I am planning on staying in Melbourne, but every time I go there, it's a bit like when I go to the beach here in Melbourne, I'm like, fuck, I really just want to live on the beach. Or I go to the Gold Coast, I'm like, fuck, I really want to live on the Gold Coast. And it happens to me literally every single time that I'm somewhere sunny or with a body of water. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but yeah, I think it's just a sign to me that one day I need to live on the beach, probably here in Melbourne, but I can dream about my Gold Coast life in my dreams. All right. Oh, wait. I'm two sleeps away from going to Taylor Swift as well. So my concentration levels this week have been tested because I can't focus on anything other than fucking Taylor Swift, you guys. We had the Super Bowl on Monday as well. I watched that. I have no idea what goes on in the Super Bowl. I don't understand the rules. I don't understand the game, but I appreciated it nonetheless. And I just cannot wait for Saturday night. I hope that I see some of you there. I am also so sorry to be that girl to keep talking about it, but I am very excited. If you missed out on tickets, my heart is with you. I'm sending you so much love. If you want to see it, I will be posting content. You can come and watch that if you would like to experience it that way. If you don't want to see it and you need to mute me or you need to stay away from my content, that's okay. I want you to protect your peace as well and look after yourself. And yeah, I'm just really hoping that I get to cross paths with so many of the Your Safe Space listeners because I know so many of you are going. I'm going to have my friendship bracelets. Come and grab one off me if you see me. And I'm very happy because one of my girlfriends actually scored herself a ticket on Sunday night and I was meant to go by myself, but now I'm going with her. So I'm very much looking forward to it and I'm really keen to make some new memories and 
I just can't believe it's finally here. I've been looking forward to this so much. And I'm a little bit sad because I know that once it's over, I'm going to have like post Taylor Swift depression (laughs) because it's like when you look forward to something, whether it's a holiday, an event or a concert or whatever it is, and then it goes away, you're like, oh, now what? So I'm just going to try and live in the moment and really enjoy it. Anyway, I'm rambling. We need to get into today's show. Are we ready for today's tea? So I newly got into a relationship and it was early stages around two months of us dating. Anyway, my boyfriend Dylan at the time had gone on a family cruise. I wasn't invited on the family cruise because I didn't know Dylan when they booked it. Anyway, long story short, while Dylan and his family were away, I had old boys on my Snapchat that I didn't talk to anymore. But one night, one of them sent me a very inappropriate picture and I left them on red. Snapchat, the root of all issues. (laughs) After Dylan got back from his family holiday, I told him about it. But he got mad at me because I had left this person on my phone for that time, even though I didn't reply back to the picture. Now, keep in mind, Adele, this is almost one whole year later, and I still feel very upset at myself and guilty for keeping this boy on my Snapchat. I just needed to get this off my chest and get your opinion as to whether or not you think that counts as cheating. For the record, Dylan and I are still together and more closer than ever. And I saw this confession in the questions and confessions form. As always, if you guys have your own one that you want to submit, please send it through. And I wanted to put this in here because I firstly want this listener to hopefully feel better that you've got that off your chest. And I hope that you do genuinely feel better. I think it can be really hard when you are carrying internal shame and guilt and pain about something that you did when you haven't forgiven yourself to then say it out loud can almost be like, oh, a weight off your shoulders. So I hope that the podcast has been able to serve that purpose for you. For the record, I don't think that this example or that what happened or that this person sending you that Snapchat and that inappropriate picture is cheating. I think it does prove my theory that Snapchat is out for 2024. If you guys listen to my ins and outs, that was like number two on the outs list. Snapchat, I'm just like, who who has it and for what? What's, what good does it bring? I don't think... It's unreasonable for your partner to have asked questions around the time, especially if your partner was curious as to like the nature of the conversation, maybe why this person felt the need to send that message to you. And even if they were just like asking for general information, I think that is acceptable and I think that is okay. But I do at the same time think it's so unreasonable for your partner to then think, oh, she has to delete every guy off her Snapchat or delete every single guy in her phone that she's spoken to before. And I just want to know, is anybody actually out here doing that? Because I don't do that. (laughs) And I think it's really funny because there have been guys that I've gone on dates with. Maybe it's been like a first date or a second date and it's not gone anywhere. I still have like their names in my phone, their numbers in my phone. And I've literally got like Tom Hinge, Brad Hinge. They're not their real names, (laughs) obviously, but that's how I save them in my phone. There's nothing stopping any of them from messaging me right now. And that is out of your control. So, I mean... I don't know why your partner got upset at you for something that you didn't actually do and you didn't interact and you didn't message back. I think he should have been appreciative that you were open and having that open book policy with him because that says that you obviously value him and you want him to trust you and you want to be an open book with him, which I think is what you should aim for in a relationship. So I do really like the fact that you told your partner. Some people could even argue that you didn't even really need to tell your partner. 
as I said, I would rather be honest and have that open book policy with my partner. So I think it was good that you did. And I really hope that Dylan wasn't too critical or too judgmental of you. Now, this happened a long time ago in the early stages of your relationship. And obviously all you've written here is that he was mad at you that you had left the person on the phone and you guys are happy and together and closer than ever now. So I'm hoping that you're in a good place, but I really am hoping that you are not too critical of yourself and are not being too judgmental of yourself because as somebody who also holds myself to a very unrealistic standard or like an unrelenting standard and chases that perfectionism and always wants to like do the right thing and be really good and like excel and exceed, I think there's this like line that you can cross where if you like punish yourself for too long or you hold yourself to like this unrelenting standard, that's not going to end well for you because something's happened. Keep in mind, out of your control, it's not like you sent the inappropriate picture to the boy on Snapchat. He sent it to you, right? You need to forgive yourself. You actually need to let it go. Take a deep breath. You've gotten it off your chest. You and Dylan are happy. Let it go. And I think carrying that sadness and carrying that guilt is not worth it because that's really heavy and really uncomfortable energy to carry and just something that I don't think is going to serve you or serve you in your relationship. I also don't know what the dynamic is like with you and Dylan now, if he is bringing it up in arguments or kind of like holding it over your head. I hope that he isn't. So I'm really happy that you are together and I hope that it's in a healthier way. And I hope that Dylan has kind of let it pass and let sleeping dogs lie. And I hope that you can do that too. And I really think you should so that your relationship can keep blossoming and keep growing and keep moving forward. So yeah, my two cents is it's not cheating. I don't think that's cheating. Some people might disagree with me. I'm going to leave it to you guys. I'll put up a poll on the Instagram story. I'll also put up a thread in the Facebook group. And as always, if you guys have your own confession that you want me to weigh in on or that you want to get something off your chest or that you want to say out loud for the first time like this listener, I'm here to validate you. So please check the show notes because there will be a form there where you can leave your confession or your question. All right, let's get into the question of the show. Now, I love the question of the show because I feel like this is where people definitely ask to get advice. I know in the confessions, a lot of the time, people are just like getting something off their chest. And sometimes they do ask me for advice. Sometimes I give it anyway. But in the question, I know I can give the advice. All right. And obviously, disclaimer, I'm not a qualified professional. It's actually very interesting because sometimes I'll post the social clips onto my TikTok and onto my Instagram for the podcast. And I always get a comment being like, you're not qualified to say this. And I'm like, firstly, I give a disclaimer in every single fucking episode. Secondly, I advocate for professional mental health help more than I think I can advocate for it. And you guys know how much I harp on about therapy, how much I harp on about getting help if you need it. So I guess without the context on those clips, it lands on the wrong side of TikTok, but you guys know. I'm obviously not here qualified giving you qualified professional advice. And if you need that, check the show notes. I'm just giving you my hot take. Take my advice with a grain of salt. Obviously, I'm coming at you like a big sister. I've made some mistakes. I've learned some lessons. If I can help just one person, that's more than enough for me. And I really just want this podcast to be what I didn't have when I was going through it in my 20s. You know, anyway, our question of the week. It's a long one. So stick with me. Hi, beautiful Adele. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Well, hello, beautiful listener. I don't know what your name is, but thank you for being so sweet. I have been feeling a bit lost lately when it comes to the love slash dating department. I have been on Hinge for a few months now, but the only people I seem to attract don't want anything serious. 
I matched with a guy around November 2023. We had a date and it was amazing. I saw no red flags and thought the things were going great until out of nowhere, he started to distance himself. And after asking if he was okay, he told me that he didn't think he was actually ready for a relationship. This interaction has really made me lose hope as I was starting to like him. I've gone back on Hinge again this year, but all I can seem to match with is guys that just want fun. All of my friends and family are in relationships and it makes me feel so alone and not pretty or good enough that I myself can't find someone. Do you have any advice for me? And when I read this question, I felt so sad because I just want to hug you firstly. So I hope you can feel my energetic hug right now through your headphones. If you're listening on headphones or through your car speaker, I'm not sure where you're listening. And I just wanted to point out, you titled your question, I can't find love. And it made me sad. And it made me think that we could take a different approach, a more productive approach, maybe a more healthy approach to this and kind of work on changing your mindset. So I'm going to give you some advice on that in a second. I also know how disheartening dating can be. And I know how disheartening it can be when you find someone and you think it's got potential and you think that it could be something and you start to develop those like early signs of liking them or early signs of having a crush. And then that something promising falls through. It hurts. It's not a nice feeling. It's not something that I've enjoyed in the past. It's not something that anybody listening who has been through, I'm sure it doesn't enjoy as well. But I need you to remember one thing, especially while you're listening to me give advice to you in this segment, is that your worth is not tied to somebody else's readiness for a relationship. And I'm going to give you some information and some guidance so that you can actually start to believe that because it's one thing for me to tell you that it's another thing for you to actually believe it. So firstly, I want you to know you are not alone. (laughs) If everyone right now can put their hand up, if you have gone into the dating pool, into the modern dating pool, have been on dating apps, have felt rejected, have felt like you're just attracting the bottom of the barrel, (laughs) have felt like you're attracting trash, put your hand up. Yeah, I've got my hand up. I hope you've all got your hands up too. Everybody who has is single or who is actively dating, I'm going to hand on heart say just had their hand up right now. It is exhausting. (laughs) It can be relentless. And I think it's really hard not to internalize our experiences when it comes to modern dating. It's because we sit at this crossroad of social media, dating apps, and technology. And the dating pool right now is very, very different to the dating pool that our parents or grandparents had to navigate back in 1950 or 1970 or 1980. And I think it can be hard as well because sometimes we might compare and might compare where we are now living in this era and living in this generation to the way it was so many years ago. And again, that's another reason why I love having this podcast. Like I've gone through it. (laughs) I've been in the trenches with you guys. Like it is a different time and we do need to adjust. (laughs) And so I'm a fan of dating apps. You guys have heard me talk about them many times here. I think they do serve a purpose. I also believe if you are not somebody who goes out or has a chance to meet somebody organically, they can be a great tool. They do, however, have a bad side, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I met the person I'm currently dating on Hinge right now. And if this relationship works out and if it does turn into boyfriend, girlfriend, something more serious, 
I'll be like extra advocate for Hinge. But even if it didn't work out, I'm still going to advocate for it because I've had a really beautiful experience with this man and it's probably been one of the best dating experiences I've had so far. And so dating apps, I do believe that there are success stories. Yes, I don't have mine just yet, but I have seen so many people have success with them in the past. And that typically gives me hope and shows me that, hey, if it's possible for somebody else to have that, it's also going to be possible for me too. And I do think that it's important that I talk about the bad side of dating apps so that you can have this information because knowledge at the end of the day is power. And when you go into dating empowered, that gives you the upper hand, that gives you knowledge behind you to make better decisions and to work smarter, not harder with these dating apps. So one of the bad things about dating apps is that it has made dating become gamified. And what I mean by that is Dating apps impact us on a very deep psychological level. I did a bit of research for this episode and I actually want to do a whole other episode on dating apps, which I might do in the future. But when I talk about it being gamified, essentially creating your dating profile, doesn't matter what platform you're on, doesn't matter what app you're on. It's like you are creating an account where you're the player and then you try to present yourselves in a certain way or we try to present ourselves, myself included, because I was a player on Hinge, not like literal player, as in like we're in the game. The game is Hinge and we're setting up a character, right? So you portray yourself in a certain way and you do that to get the attention of the other players. And then when you match with the other players, you get a little hit of endorphins. So endorphins are what makes you feel good. We love endorphins. They are beautiful chef's kiss feeling. Okay. They are your body's like natural pain relief. And that is like the high that you feel when you get a little hit of that, when someone matches with you or sends you a like, or what do they do on hinge? They can send you a rose. Is that what it is? Or a super like? I can't exactly remember. I haven't been on there since last year, but the dating apps are designed to keep you on there and to keep you in this loop. Now, along with the endorphins, we also have serotonin. So serotonin is your happiness chemical. It's the thing that makes you feel really happy. And again, just like endorphins, we love serotonin. But this is what keeps you on the app because when you are getting that gratification, you're getting that serotonin. When you can see your conversations, you can see your past matches or even like getting any kind of like rewards highlighted, again, will keep you on the app or will keep you going back to the app. It's creating a brain and chemical reaction in your body. We then have dopamine. So all these good things, right? Endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, these are not bad chemicals, but I'll explain to you what happens in a second. So you've got dopamine, which is like a reward system in your brain. So it makes you feel good while you're using it. And then when you're not using it, It makes you think about it and then makes you get back on it. So what happens is, yes, getting that match or matching with people is like immediate validation. It's a little message of like, yes, I'm attractive. Yes, they accept me. Yes, this is so good for me because they like me. They think I'm pretty. They think I'm good enough. They want me. And that is what keeps us going back to the apps. And that is what keeps us in that loop. And what happens is because the matches are regular, but intermittent, so not like frequently enough, but in that regular and intermittent pattern, that is the exact schedule of reinforcement. So reinforcement is what drives behavior in rats, pigeons, and humans. So even if you don't like using the dating apps, you are still more likely to get back on them and stay engaged on them because of that small boost of validation 
and you'll be more likely to use it anyway. I found that really interesting because I couldn't figure out kind of what was going on even in my own mind when I would match with people or when I wouldn't match with people. And it really just highlighted to me what was going on on a like chemical reaction level versus like my emotions. And it helped me take my emotions out of it. And then on the other hand, when you're going through it on the dating apps, when you're not having matches, when you're not having success, you're feeling things like rejection. You might even have things like dating fatigue. Trust me, dating fatigue is so real. (laughs) I think everyone can relate as well if you have been on a dating app or on multiple dating apps. And I think if you are somebody who struggles with your self-confidence, if you're somebody who struggles with building your own self-worth and that area of your life, you can even take it more personally and be more sensitive to using something like a dating app. And then the other shitty thing about dating apps, which is something that I really dislike about them, but again, I still will advocate for them because I still think the pros outweigh the cons. And I think if you have a mindset shift and I think if you work smarter, they're okay. But the paradox of choice. Now, I want to read you a quote that I found online and it says this, (laughs) whether selecting a life partner or a dinner entree, having too many available options can be detrimental, right? You go on a dating app, not only do you see so many options and does it make you feel like other people are disposable, whether you want to admit it or not, the same thing is like true for yourself. You become an option and then in a way you feel disposable because you know someone is sitting there judging you just based on what you look like and possibly swiping no on you and that's not going to be good for anyone's confidence. That's not going to make anyone feel pretty good about themselves. So I feel like it can make the process very hard and very taxing at the best of times. But this is why I think if you can change your approach and tackle it with new energy and tackle it with a new process, you can get it to work in your favor. So I'm going to give you my top tips on how to date with intention and how to change your dating mindset. And hopefully this brings you some success and hopefully this just brings you peace, not even success, because I don't even want the goal to be for this listener to find a boyfriend. I just want the goal to be for this listener to have fun while she's dating, to have fun in the process, to have fun getting to know people, to have fun getting to know herself and to hopefully maybe as a byproduct, she does get to meet somebody. So the first thing you need to do is get clear on what you want. (laughs) And I speak about this in every single area of life. But especially when it comes to dating, especially when it comes to finding a partner, this is an inside job. I can't tell you what you want. No one can tell you what you want. You have to figure that out for yourself. Judging by your question, it seems to me that you want a relationship because you said that you are only attracting people that just want fun. And it sounds like you are ready for a relationship or you are at that point where that is something that you would want. So what I would like you to do is write it down. Get super clear on it. What do you want your relationship to look like? What do you want your dating process to look like? Write it down. List, you match with somebody who has X, Y, Z. And look, I'm not saying you need to write down a 40 item checklist and then have somebody meet the checklist. No, this is just to get you to envision and to get you to imagine what you possibly want your next dating experience to look like. I also want you to write down what traits you want your partner to have. And I want you to also look at those traits and look at if you embody them as well. Because the thing is, and I did this too, when I wrote down what I wanted in a partner, I also wanted to make sure that I could bring that to the table too. I wanted to make sure that I was self-aware, that I was confident. I wanted to make sure that I knew what I wanted in life, that I had my head screwed on, that I had a good relationship with family, with friends, that I was working on my mental health, that I was working on myself in the gym, like all the things I wanted 
in somebody, I made sure that I had in myself as well. And that helps too, because whilst you need to know what you want, you also need the confidence to know when it comes to you and to be able to accept it. Because I think there's that other thing that happens. It's like, you might want something, but you might then self-sabotage when you have that right in front of you or when you match with that person on a dating app. So get super clear on what you want. I also think it might be worthwhile for you to take a break from dating. And you said that you got back on recently and you may have already taken a break, but I did two rounds of Hinge last year. I went on Hinge in January of 2023 and again in October, November of 2023. I had to take a break in between because I was traveling. I had a lot of things happening professionally and personally, but I don't believe that Hinge or any dating app for that matter is something that you need to be on like 24 seven. I think you can work in like rounds or batches. And before I went on every single time, I got clear, I got clarity. So before you do anything, create some space take some space and get clear on what it is that you want. Secondly, I really want you to use the dating intentions filter on the Hinge app, okay? The first time I went on Hinge, I had that I wanted a relationship and I had that it was listed on my profile. People could see that. The second time, I had it set to the same thing, but I had it hidden from my profile. And I'll explain why in a second. (laughs) But that compatibility feature in the background will still look after you if you've got it set up. What matters though is if other people have it listed and what they have listed and if they don't have it listed, okay? Because if someone had, I'm still figuring out my dating goals, I would not match with them immediately. If somebody didn't have it listed, but I liked their profile, I would match with them and either over message or on the first date, I would ask them very clearly what it is that they were looking for. If they replied to me saying, I don't know what I'm looking for, I just want to have fun. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm still figuring it out. I wouldn't go on another date with them. I would unmatch them. (laughs) And I know that can be a bit ruthless. And I know that can be a little bit harsh and maybe a bit jarring to some people. But when you know what you want, you have to go after what you want. And you have to go after it with force and with passion and with energy. So why are you going to waste your time on somebody who's saying those things to you? I also know that people can be scared to ask these questions up front. But For me, I had this pattern repeat where I would date people who didn't want a relationship and who just wanted fun. And then I'd get hurt after like three months, four months, five months, six months, and the pattern would keep repeating. And so I was like, I have to change my approach. I have to change my pattern because it's not working. This current process is not working. It's letting me down. So how do I change that? And it's about being very clear and being very articulate in what you want. And not being scared to scare someone off when you ask that. (laughs) Because if you're so worried about scaring somebody off because you want a relationship and they don't, better to scare them off at the start than you waste two dates, three dates, three months, four months, whatever it is, wasting time on them. I got really passionate about that. (laughs) But don't be scared to get that clarity. Number three is you have to stay true to your intentions and your values. Now, this might mean less matches. This might mean less dates. And this is when you are ready to go back on the app, by the way. This is after you've taken some time off, same as the last point. But it does mean, like I just said, walking away when somebody shows you their true colors, walking away when somebody says to you the things that you don't want to hear and leaving somebody when they tell you that they don't want anything serious or they just want fun. This also goes for being very particular about the dates that you accept. I might piss some people off by saying this, but... The first date for me, I'm never going to their house. They're never coming to my house 
we're going out, we're doing something. And I was very particular about the types of dates that I would agree to. Anyone who invited me over to their house for Netflix and chill, unmatched. Anyone who invited me over to their house to cook me dinner, unmatched. Anyone who suggested that they come over to chill out with me in Franklin, unmatched. Like... (laughs) I was brutal, but the way I see it is any guy that actually wants to get to know me and actually wants a relationship is not going to be trying to fuck me on the first date. And I know there's people out there who are like, it doesn't matter if you sleep with a guy on the first date. It doesn't. I don't think it really matters when you sleep with a guy. If they want a relationship, they'll want a relationship. But for me, I want to know that the person who I'm getting to know is interested in getting to know me before trying to cross that sexual boundary at date one. I don't want to cross that sexual boundary on day one. And it's okay to also not want to do that, but you need to know that and you also then need to honor that. So yes, verify their profile, (laughs) verify their intentions. My next point, quality over quantity. It doesn't matter if you've got less matches or less dates. It's better to have higher quality dates than keep going on shittier ones or matching with shitty people and having shitty conversations. So I was very firm on my boundaries and I think that served me because ultimately I ended up going on quite a few good dates both times that I was on Hinge and I was able to match with people who I knew were looking for relationships and then it didn't work out because either one of us wasn't interested or either one of us weren't compatible for another reason. I also think it's okay for you to have your own dating rules, but make a list about them, get clear on them, and then make sure you honor these dating rules every single time. There's no point having the dating rules and then you go back on them. The only thing I wish I had have done differently last time when I was dating is I was saying yes to drink states and I wish that I didn't because I don't really drink. And when I did go on a drink state, they weren't that great. (laughs) So I learned my lesson there. My next tip is to take your time and quality over quantity. What I want you to remember is there's no rush. (laughs) The dating apps are not going anywhere. The dating apps are going to be there whenever you're ready. So if you need to take a long break, take the long break. If you need to have long conversations with people, have long conversations with people. If it takes you time to get one freaking match, let it take you time. Stop trying to rush everything. The app is not going anywhere. The right person for you is not going anywhere. And quality over quantity. It's better to have one good date than three bad ones. Better to have one good match than three bad ones. Better to have one good conversation than three bad ones. So try not to overwhelm yourself and try not to also go down that path of matching with like 20 to 30 people at the same time and then overwhelming yourself and having multiple conversations and spreading yourself too thin Because again, I don't think that gives out the most productive energy either. If you're having low quality conversations because you're spread so thin with so many people, you're not going to be able to build a quality connection either. So I think there's a balance there with taking your time and making sure that you're not overdoing it and taking your time getting to know people. It does take time for conversation to start. It does take time to get to know somebody and to learn about them and to see if you can build that connection. My second last tip is to be kind to yourself. So at the start, you said that you can't find love. That was what you titled your question. And if you reframe this and think about it from a different point and tell yourself, instead of I can't find love, you say to yourself, I don't have romantic love yet. I don't have it yet. That yet word is so important because when you tell yourself you can't have something, your brain is then going to look for evidence to prove to you that you can't have it. But when you say, I don't have it yet, You're telling yourself that you don't have it yet because it's coming to you and you might have it and it sets a healthier mindset and it sets a healthier intention. You can also tell yourself, I don't have romantic love yet, but I am creating self-love. I am creating a fulfilling life. I am working on myself to meet a romantic partner one day. 
Yes, it's okay to center romantic love. I've spoken about this many times. It's okay to want to be loved. It's okay to want to find your person. Trust me, I love love too. I feel the same way. But I promise taking it less personally and coming at yourself with love and with self-compassion is going to serve you so much better because if you're able to take that element out of it and stop making it mean something bad about you and mean that you're unlovable or that you're not good enough or not pretty enough or whatever it is and just make it about you living and having fun and this is something that you're working on but it's not like the sole focus of your life you're going to have a better experience and I think that was the biggest thing for me when I tried to change my approach and when I tried to change how I was feeling about dating last year it was like I didn't have to center it I was going to have fun with it and The last tip, and this is like the number one thing, is I was doing it for the plot. (laughs) And I know this sounds a bit messy, but I really wanted to take the pressure off myself. And yes, I wanted a relationship. Yes, I wanted a boyfriend, but I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be myself. I wanted to have some fun stories for my friends. I wanted to take the pressure off. I used to go into a date and think, this guy's my husband. (laughs) A first date, don't even know this guy. He's going to be my husband. That is not the thinking that's going to set you up for success. In fact, that's probably going to set you up for failure because chances are Bob on your first date is not going to be your husband. He might be, but that's the exception to the rule. So I really focused on if I liked them instead of if they liked me. I really try not to take it personally. And I really just reminded myself that at the very least, I'm doing it for the plot. If this goes to shit and I don't get anything out of it, I don't get what I want, at least I'm having fun. I might have some fun new conversations with people that I haven't met before. I might learn something new about myself, learn something new about what I want in the future. And so don't be closed off to it and take the pressure off it by reminding yourself that you can have fun with it and you can just do it for the plot. So to this listener, I will say if you are armed with knowledge, realistic expectations, and most importantly, so much self-compassion, I think you will be able to have a better experience while dating. And I think you'll be able to minimize some of those uncomfortable feelings and some of those heavy emotions that you're feeling while going through it. So date smarter, not harder. Don't compromise your self-esteem, your self-worth or what you want. And I'm sending you so much love and luck. You've got this. All right. I'm going to wrap the show here. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. As always, please tag us on your stories while you're listening. Join our Instagram, join our Facebook, join our TikTok and give me a review on Spotify or Apple and I will see you guys super soon. I love you so much. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network. 